0: This is Church of the Resurrection in Wheaton, Illinois. This week's sermon is by Bishop Stuart Ruck. It is not unusual for me to have the opportunity to ordain somebody who I've come to love dearly. Whenever I ordain, I have that opportunity. But it is unusual to have the opportunity to ordain someone, a brother who I've known for so long, who's been a ministry partner in so many ways, with whom I've preached the gospel literally around the world, and to preach a sermon to your preaching coach. I've given him a lot of sermons one-on-one, just not with all of you here. So, Matthew. I want to bring you a word out of the book of 2 Timothy. You all will find that text printed there in the sermon notes section in your order of service. And I want to give you two exhortations out of the scripture that Paul wrote to Timothy Live by fire and live as a father. You read. The last verses of that section to you all, actually starting in verse 4, as I remember your tears, he says, for he's been separated from one whom he loves so much, named Timothy, who was a spiritual son to Paul. As I remember your tears, I long to see you, Timothy, that I may be filled with joy, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God given you in the laying on of my hands. For God has given us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Fan into flame the gift given through the laying on of hands. Live by fire. As I present this to Matt, I present it to all of us who are walking in the Lord, specifically, yes, for him, but realize this, O oh, priesthood of all believers. All that's taught here is taught for you as well. There is a definition of ordination given us here in the second book of Timothy, a rare definition. Paul doesn't dwell often upon ordination. His main concern is that the people of God are equipped with the Spirit of God to minister the love of God to a world who does not know God. That's his main thrust, his main concern. And indeed, sermon upon sermon prepares the people of God. But on a Sunday like this, we take a rare verse from Paul, and we do focus on the call In this case, to the priesthood, whereby ordination is defined as the laying on of hands, whereby a gift of God is given. The gift of God throughout the Bible is the Holy Spirit. He then gives gifts to the people of God, but he is the primary gift of God. It is the Holy Spirit who gives us the gift of the power of the cross to suffer with Jesus. He gives us the gift of the power of new life, to live new life With Jesus, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. Indeed, you have a very embodied, sort of just earthy human thing with the laying on of hands. Do you realize that you are part of a custom and tradition in the life of the church whereby for 2,000 years bishops have laid hands upon those called to the priesthood? Names we'll never know Churches we will never go to whereby this has happened by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is an earthy, human thing, and yet it is the gift of the Holy Spirit. A profound spiritual reality and ordination both come together. The laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Paul is reminding Timothy, who is now into the heart of his priestly ministry, the heart of suffering the heart of disappointment, the heart of the pressures that come with loving the people of God and giving your life for those who don't know the Lord. He's saying, remember this. Remember when I laid hands on you. Remember the gift that was given you. And act, fan into flame that which was given you. It was a gift, but you have everything to do with how you will invest that gift, live that gift, fan into flame, the flame of the Holy Spirit. Indeed, early on, a leader said, Jesus will come and baptize you with fire, which is to say with power, which is to say with strength, which is to say with light that scatters the darkness. Let me say what the gift of the Holy Spirit and ordination is like and what it's not like. It's like a roaring, warming, arresting campfire along the north shore of Minnesota, Matt's beloved home state. It's not like a gas-fed, glass-protected. This is no offense to you who have fireplaces like this. It's just not a good example of ordination. (laughs) Fireplace that so many of our suburban homes have. It's not like that. Oh, it's wilder than that. It's warmer than that. It's riskier than that. It's more compelling than that. It's like a massive bonfire campfire. What do you have to have to have a flame like that? First, you have to have dead wood. You can't put green wood in a fire and expect it to burn, it will only smoke. You have to have dead wood, which is the life of the priest, it's the life of the Christian who hears Jesus' summons, come and die. Die to your sinful nature. Die to your particular seemed necessities. Die to how you thought you would live your life and what you thought your life would look like. Die. Bring the dead wood of your life, the dead wood of your willingness to care about others more than yourself. Bring that dead wood to the bonfire and then it will crackle. A bonfire must also need wind. For as it needs the love of self-sacrifice, the dead wood, so it needs wind. It needs power. It needs that powerful breeze that comes off Lake Superior, and lights up the fire. When you live by fire, Matt, you live by love. And you live by power. Not your power. Heaven forbid, God forbid, your power, the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said he's like a wind. Jesus said he's like a wind that blows. Oh, you know not where, and you know not how. He's always in control. You fan into flame, the gift given you, by the deepest and deepest surrender that will signal the most powerful flame. And then there's the self-control that Paul talks about. I think we often get that confused with control when it comes to the Holy Spirit. And again, we we want to relate to the Holy Spirit, gas-fed, glass barrier, flame-retardant things everywhere, Buckets of water prepared just in case, right? You do need self-control. You you need stones pulled out from the lake around that campfire. That's right. You need to learn to live a life whereby you are controlled by the Holy Spirit and not by your sinful nature, which will be a battle till you see your Lord face to face. You will need a life of significant confession which are like stones around the fire. As a priest and as a preacher, you will need to learn even more to control the tongue, what you say, what you write. You'll be even more responsible, Matt, for what you say and what you write. And I expect you to hold him responsible. I also expect you, though, to receive the fire He brings you as your priest. I expect you to receive the passion of God. I expect you to let Him to discomfort you. this heartbreak for those who have no idea that assemblies like this are even happening on a day like this because they're far from God and far from His church. I expect you to receive His call to repent of your sins when He brings the fire of conviction into our lives. Indeed, we need priests who live by fire, and we need to receive the fire they bring. But as you live by fire, so also live as a father. That's not explicit in this this teaching from Paul, but it is deeply implicit. Did you see in verse 4 how he has this deep affection for his son? You will see in other places when Paul writes that he relates to the churches like children. He is never a mechanized leader, a detached leader. He is a father leader. He goes so far as to say in the fourth chapter of 1 Corinthians, There's so many spiritual guides, Paul says. Read that as there's so many podcast sermons, but so few spiritual fathers. To define ordination is to say the laying on of hands for the gift of the Holy Spirit. To define priesthood is to say, perhaps in the most summary of terms, spiritual fatherhood. So as you live by fire, so also live as a father. Father. You've heard my definition of fatherhood before. Provide for them. Provide for them. Give them the word of God. Teach them the word of God. Give them holy communion consecrated by the Holy Spirit himself. Call them to repent of their sins. Protect them from wolves who masquerade as sheep. People of God, trust Him as your Father. I know that I'm saying that in this season in our country. I'm aware that I'm asking you to trust a priest. When both in the Protestant church, the Roman church, and we have plenty in our Anglican church, priests and bishops have broken the trust of the people of God and of the world. We've scandalized the world, not to mention our own church. I know that. But an abusive father cannot, in their abuse, cancel out the importance of fatherhood as is the case with priests who have abused profoundly their charge to provide and to protect. So I am asking you, and I know I am asking something, trust your priest. I assure you personally, he is tested. He's been trained. As ready as any man could be for this day, he is ready. So Matt, as I was praying for you in the particular ministry I've seen God give you, I, I, I saw you as a woodsman priest. Now, some of you know, Matt grew up in Minnesota, and he really likes flannel shirts. But I assure you, the call to be a woodsman priest goes beyond simply his flannel shirts and how he likes his hearty stews and things like that. All right. Yes, he likes long walks. That's kind of woodsman-like. yeah. But you do love the outdoors. You love to be outside. You are called to the altar of resurrection, the cathedral church, and you love the people of God. But you also love to get out. You must be out. We're ordaining you as priest, evangelist priest, woodsman priest, to be out of doors. But you're one who cultivates, Matt. You pastor and you evangelize. You take the sapling. And you love to see the sapling grow into the strongest of trunks and branches and trees. you one who's learned when pruning must be necessary for the growth of the tree. You not only love the individual tree, you love the grove. You love the church. You love the multitudes. So go about your work as a priest woodsman cultivating stands of trees. The next generation is waiting for your priesthood. Those that are saplings, whom neither you nor I will see to grow to all they will be, for we will eventually be with the Lord. But give your life to them as you give your life to the out of doors. Be our evangelist priest, our woodsman priest. Live by fire. Live by fire, people of God. Live as fathers and mothers, discipling others. Live as Father. Provide and protect. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. Our vision at Church of the Resurrection is to equip everyone for transformation. As part of that vision, we love to share dynamic teaching, original music, and stories of transformation. For more of what you heard today, check out the rest of our podcast. To learn more about our ministry, visit churchres.org.